You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Thursday, March 9th, and spring training is in full gear. We're talking Brewers baseball today, and as always, with Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter. Adam, thank you uh, so much for the time. I think a good place to start today would be with the term uh, breakfast club. Uh, you know, when most people hear the term, especially for people of uh, my age bracket, a, a child of the 80s I am, they think of a of a slightly overrated movie. It was it was okay. What? You know, I, I know people that have watched it multiple times, and I don't get why. You watch it once, you get the point. Fine, it is what it is. But this term takes on a whole new meaning when it comes to the Brewers, and in particular, uh, their catching core. So kind of explain uh, the genesis of this new new age uh, breakfast club in Brewers camp right now. Well, first of all, I don't know about calling that movie overrated. Really? You mess with the bull, you get the horn. Uh, okay. All right. I, uh, I understand. We, that, that we can save for a different day. but uh, That's its own podcast, club, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the breakfast club... The term comes from Eddie Cedar, the Brewers' uh, third base coach. The uh, activity is with Charlie Green, the Brewers' longtime catching coordinator, who meets each morning at 8 a.m. with the six catchers in big league camp. That number's now down to five. The prospect, Jacob Nottingham, was sent back to minor league camp. He's had a sore throwing shoulder. Um, but but the basically, the catchers all get together, 8 a.m., sharp, sun's just coming up, and they are hot taking fundamental drills Uh, it's nasty sliders in the dirt it's working on framing it's talking about game calling uh it's you know working on all the different fundamentals that go into being a good catcher and this is important for this team because after all these years of martin maldonado and jonathan lucroy a a level of consistency at this position that very few organizations have the brewers are starting fresh and they've got a whole new crop of catchers in camp uh, and they've tried to stress to those guys kind of the significance of this change uh, and the opportunity presented to all of them as part of this change. And I think Breakfast Club is kind of the way to get them all going early in the day, uh, get some of these fundamentals drilled down the way they want to do things, and give the players a chance to get to know each other. So it's been uh, one of those things that happens each morning, and those guys come in at you know 9 o'clock or so dripping with sweat, and, and everybody else is still finishing their omelet. It's uh Another example that life is very, a little more challenging when you're a catcher, but if you're one of those guys who likes to be in the game in every aspect of the game, it's a pretty good job to have. Yeah, I'll say. And uh, I forget who exactly had the quote, but uh, one of the guys in your article said, you know, there's a bond between catchers that non-catchers really can't understand. Uh, It is such a specified position on the diamond. And, and again, he said, uh, unless you're wearing the gear, and your squad behind home plates hundreds of times a, a day and a game, whatever it is, uh, it's really something you, you can't understand or appreciate. And, Adam, something else I found interesting is that, you know, you read this article and about, you know, the guys that are uh, they're bonding over their, their position, you know, as catchers and trying to make the team. At the same time, you've got guys, especially, you know, the, the three guys competing primarily for that starting catching role between, you know, Bandy and Suzak and Manny Pina. Again, they're they're helping each other, but they're also clearly competing with one another. So, 
How is the dynamic of that relationship then? Is there any awkwardness where, you know, again, you're trying to help a guy, but you want to you want to see that guy on the bench on opening day because you want to be out there catching? Is is there any, you know, again, awkwardness, if that's the right word, uh, part of that dynamic to this relationship? Well, n- no, the answer is no. And it goes to the way big league, you know, baseball clubhouses operate. And, and not just big league because this happens – in minor league clubhouses too. These guys are teammates first and competitors second. And that sounds cliched and it sounds naive, but it really has been my experience through all the years of watching all the camp battles that I've seen. I think it's very, very rare that two guys are vying for a job, for example, and they're against each other. I think much more the norm in these clubhouses is that guys all, you know, they're all working together. They're all trying to get better and whatever decision gets made is going to get made. Um, and that certainly is the case here. And, you know, you see it just standing in the clubhouse. You'll look over, and here's those three names that you just said. They'll be, Manny Pini has this locker right by the door in a kind of a central location. Uh, and you'll always see those guys over there kind of with a bat working on different things, just talking about the game. Uh, it certainly is not, you know, that they're each posted up in their corner of the clubhouse doing their own thing. They're very much together, and I think that is, you know, again, that's part of the idea of this breakfast club is to try to get the idea that we're in this together. Um, They really want to set a culture for the catchers. Uh, And this starts with Charlie Green. He's a super high-energy guy. Uh, His father is a well-known college coach. He used to coach Team USA in the late 80s, Um, you know, strong baseball pedigree, and um, Charlie Green is, is the guy trying to get these guys of a mindset that let's try to get better together. And that's a great attitude to have because you don't find that in uh, every clubhouse or sometimes any clubhouse. Uh, there can be some fractured relationships, some uh, hurt feelings, and uh, some awkwardness there too. But it sounds like uh, none of that is present in the Brewers uh, clubhouse, at least with regards to the catchers. So that's uh, great to see. And a, and a good start, a good healthy start uh, for the breakfast club uh, down in spring training for the Brew crew. Uh, Adam, shifting gears a little bit, of course, now we are about, uh, I don't know, two or three days, maybe four deep into the 2017 World Baseball Classic. And, of course, uh, every team has seen some guys uh, depart, some teams uh, more than others. But I'm going to get your thoughts about kind of the the guys that are left behind, quote-unquote, that are still with the team uh, in their spring training camp. What is their attitude towards the World Baseball Classic? Is it is it something that they're really – invested in are they following you know their native country are they following certain teammates or is it more of a thing where it's out of sight out of mind and that you know what I'm not participating uh, participating in it I'm not competing I have to focus on doing my job with my major league club what what side of the fence do most guys fall on here well you know look I think it's all everything you just said is what you see and it, and all of those things are true so these games are on in the clubhouse every morning here, Arizona time. There's almost always a game during that morning clubhouse where, where it's open to everybody and guys are kind of going through and yes, they're watching the games, but you know, there are not, the volume's not up and they're not all glued to these games. I don't think there are any world baseball classic pools on the side in these, <laughs> in these clubhouses. Um, but there is an interest and there's especially an interest for a, your teammates who are in it. And the Brewers have a couple Johnny VR, for example, looks like he'll be on the bench for the Dominican Republic, but he is going to get to play on the infield that, that, for that really good team. Hernan Perez is a really popular and important Brewers player. 
he's playing for Venezuela, so the guys will kind of keep an eye on him. So I think there's an interest in what the Brewers guys who are in it are doing, and, and um, you know, most of them have not gotten going yet, so we'll wait and see what happens there. And then there are the guys who whose countries are in the tournament there, and they're just not playing. So uh, the Brewers have this infielder, Yadiel Rivera, who played uh, for, in the he, – he won the Caribbean Series with his team from Puerto Rico – played right up until almost the start of spring training and is really invested in Puerto Rican baseball. So he's obviously very happy for the two Brewers pitchers, uh, Jorge Lopez and Hiram Burgos, who are at the tournament. And he's going to be keeping a very close eye on what uh, Puerto Rico is doing in the tournament. So, you know, I think for each guy it's a little different. And, and you know, but and generally they're, they're sort of watching, but it's, I think there is still the focus is on getting ready for the, the major league season. Yeah, that would that would seem to be the case in uh, most places, I would speculate. And I think it's going to be interesting to see when it gets down to the, the semifinals, the finals, and the crowds get bigger and the attention gets a little a little bigger, you know, from the media in general, uh, what the player interest then is going to be. But I think, like you said, in these early stages, it's, it's a thing where it's, uh, you know, for certain guys, there is interest. Uh, for other guys, not so much. But we'll see. As again, it de- depending on what countries do make the semifinals and finals, what the attention span is at that point. Uh, Adam, again, uh, to come down the home stretch, I have got to ask you about outfield prospect Michael Reed because <laughs> I came across his picture on Brewers.com last night and I thought I was looking at a picture of Brock Lesnar or the Incredible Hulk or something <laughs> along those lines because this guy. He is the biggest, most massive baseball player I've ever seen, and that includes the you-know-what era. Uh, it looks like he he eats barbells for lunch and breakfast and dinner and for snacks and everything in between. Tell us about him, and, you know, the, the first thing is you look at him and you think, he's too big. How how could he possibly yeah. be flexible enough to, to play baseball and meet the demands of a sport such as baseball when he's got, you know, biceps on top of biceps? I, I It's something I... I need you to kind of clarify for me here. <laughs> no, and that's something that he keeps an eye on because there is such thing as too big. And I've seen players come through, and they're too big and inflexible, and it leads to injury, and it hurts them. Uh, so he is very cognizant of, uh, and he has a trainer that he works with, he's very cognizant of not getting uh, tight. He wants to be strong. He said he likes to feel strong. His father played in the NFL, in the NFL for the Buccaneers. Hmm. Um, so he, you know, it, it's not surprising that he was kind of a gym rat as a kid. And Reed just says that's where he likes to go when he's happy, when he's sad, uh, you know, and everywhere in between. It feels good to him to get in the gym and lift. But he does realize that, you know, there is a point where it would be too much. And I think he's wary of not crossing that line. And just from a baseball sense, he's in a really interesting position because as the Brewers have gotten stronger as a farm system, so many of these guys are Michael Reed types, these athletic outfielders, center field types. Now, he's maybe more of a corner guy, but he certainly fits the bill as an athletic guy. And they are going to have some really tough decisions in the next couple of weeks because they've got at least five guys who are AAA caliber outfielders. And it's Lewis Brinson, the top prospect, Brett Phillips, the guy with the laugh. Um, Michael Reed is on that list. Ryan Cordell is on that list, a player that they got with Brinson uh, in the Lucroy trade last year, who's been really good in these spring training games. And then Kyle Wren, the son of the former Braves uh, GM, who the Brewers got in kind of a quiet trade late in the Doug Melvin era, who's a really nice AAA outfielder and can play all over and has done a good job for, for the organization. 
So those are five guys that are going to need at-bats, and it's going to be really interesting to see where and when the Brewers are able to get uh, those guys in game. So four of them probably will end up at AAA, and with the DH they can do it, but somebody's going to be really disappointed at the end of spring training. Yeah, that's somebody's going to be uh, the odd man out uh, when the music stops here, and uh, Michael Reed uh, hoping it's it's not him, but, you know, just based on physical appearance, maybe he ought to – wander into, you know, Packers camp over the summer, yeah. give Vince McMahon a call or something. I think he has options, don't you? Well, he literally has options. I don't know if he has uh, <laughs> options outside of baseball. But, yeah, if they, you know, if the Brewers uh, get in a flag football game and they need one yard, I would definitely put, give the ball to Michael Reed. Yep, that's that's the guy Pete Carroll should have had in his backfield a couple of years ago against the Patriots, <laughs> you know. No offense, Marshawn Lynch. Maybe Michael Reed could have gotten that yard for that, uh, that second trophy, but we'll never know. Uh, Adam, to wrap up here, uh, you know, it's, uh, it seems like we see it every uh, year with uh, the early stages of spring training guys, you know, aren't quite in baseball shape yet. So any, any lingering uh, aches and pains that are going on right now, or for the most part, does everybody seem uh, pretty limber and, and not too much to report on that front? Well, just, so, just talking about this will guarantee that there's a spate of injuries. Of course. So apologies to Craig Council. But they have, um, they have been a, a pretty healthy camp so far. The one issue they've had going on is Scooter Jeanette is a sore wrist. That's kept him out of some games. But he said it's so minor it's not even worth writing about. The reason I've written about it is there's nothing else to write about on this front. <laughs> and he's been held out of some games, and they're going to keep him out of a few more games as we speak just to be super careful. There's still more than three weeks to go before opening day. There is not a need to start pushing guys and putting them in, in danger of becoming more injured. Uh, the one bit of news here is we are going to start to see Ryan Braun in the Cactus League. He's been healthy. Uh, he's just a guy who doesn't want or need a lot of at-bats. So they pushed him back to March 10th. And, again, more than three weeks, they feel like there's more than enough time for him to get the swings that he needs to to feel ready for uh, opening day. So it's been, uh, you know, so far it, it's been very good and quiet on that front, which is just the way Craig Council likes it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no news is good news on that front, and that's a great place to Wrap this one up on a Thursday. Our thanks, as always, to Adam McCalvey. Adam, a pleasure as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.